Welcome back to another episode of the TV Superstars of 1978, and today we are featuring Paul Micah Glaza. If that name's not familiar for you, you maybe not be watching too much TV, because he is the star of one of the biggest shows of 1978, Starsky and Hutch. Once you meet a 5'11", 117-pound, dark and handsome Paul Michael Glazer, who plays David Starsky on the popular ABC series Starsky and Hutch, you know that there is more to the man than mere just good looks. Paul soon reveals that he is a sensitive, serious young man. Unlike many Hollywood stars, Paul prefers a quiet evening at home to nightclubbing and Hollywood nightlight parties. Even though he does date his fair share of lovely Hollywood girls and damsels, Paul claims he would rather curl up with a good book in front of a fireplace than go dancing at a late night disco. Paul prefers an aura of mystery about the girls he dates. He says he likes being kept guessing about what he states are thinking. He doesn't want a girl to nag him, chase him, or form him too often. He's my man of privacy. He wants to do the chase. The ideal girl, Paul says, must be devoted to him and devoted to him only, and he sees his side of the arguments. As you can tell, Paul Glaser is a man of very strong opinions, and he doesn't like to be trifled with. Many people, including fellow workers on the set of Starskin Hutch, often complain, however, that Paul is overly temperamental. They claim he is often somewhat sharp, and the way he talks to people on the set. But, to be fair, according to Paul, this happens because he expects too much from the people he's working with and becomes impatient when they let him down. If he seems moody and removed, he says it's because he is inclined to turn his temper inward, and as a result, becomes very sharp and withdrawn. That leads to his character in Starsky and Hutch which is a very much popular show on ABC. For as long as he can remember, Paul says he has all one thing on his mind, to be a great actor. Quote, I had fantasies about stardom, he says. They weren't like this. Before it happens, you imagine that you'll perform. You'll receive public acclaim. People will recognize you and call out your name. And it'll be wonderful. What you don't think about is the responsibilities that goes along with it. The job doesn't end when the curtain goes down. It continues onto the streets, into the supermarkets, wherever you go. And Paul was born to a well-to-do family in Cambridge, Massachusetts. His father was a successful architect. He had privileges, but was not a spoiled child. A good student, Paul attended grammar school and high school in Massachusetts, and he appeared in many school plays, and his father and mother encouraged their young son in his play acting. They had no idea, however, that he would eventually decide to become a professional actor, and it was actually Paul's sister, currently a model living in France, who encouraged him to consider acting for a long time living. When he went to Tulane University in New Orleans, his parents were far less than enthusiastic, but not surprised when he announced that he had been decided to major in drama and English. The English, Paul says, was just in case I needed something to fall back on, like teaching 
if the acting didn't work out. And when graduated from Tulane, he went to Boston University, where he studied for a master's degree in acting and directing. And once finished with school, he set out for New York City to try his luck at professional acting on the stage. And with relatively short time, Paul won a role in the popular daytime serial, Love of Life. He remained on that show for about a year and then became a, re a regular on the soap opera, Love is a Many Splendid Thing. And during this time, Paul was running back and forth between the TV studio and the Broadway stage, where he was appearing in a supporting role in The Man in the Glass Booth. Feeling there would be more work from in Hollywood, Paul packed up his bags and moved to the West Coast. Before long, he was appearing in such well-known series as The Streets of San Francisco, The Rockford Files, The Waltons, and of course, Kojak. He was played small roles in the films Fiddle on the Roof and Butterflies of the Free. But his big break came when he was given the lead in the made-for-TV film the great Houdini. And his for his role in Houdini, Paul mastered all of the magician's tricks so that his performance would be as authentic as possible. In spite of all his previous successes, Paul almost never got to play the role of Starsky and Starsky and Hutch. Thinking today would be quite a tragedy. Blonde David Soul had already been chosen to play the part of Hutch on the series and a massive search was being conducted to find a dark actor to play David Starsky. Eighty actors were turned down by the producers of the show before Paul went into his audition for the part. The directors of the series were impressed with Paul and his credits and wanted him for the part, and producers, however, were not sure that Paul was right actor for the job. They had narrowed down their choices to three startling addition. Uh, who wanted to get the role. All three actors were performing the same scene for the show and their audition. But fortunately for Paul, he had the advantages of being the last actor to try out. Instead of playing the scene as it was written, Paul cracked walnuts while he talked. The producer's not entirely sure what it was he was trying to do. They marked Paul different from all the other actors, giving him the David Starsky role. The role that made him a TV star of 1978. The program has been proven to be immensely popular thenceforth. Interestingly, David Soule and Paul Michael Glazer were friends along before they went to cast at Starsky and Hutch. The two men had both auditioned for a Screen Gems production company taken search years before in New York. David passed the test and was placed under contract to Screen Gems, but Paul was not. Yet the two did become fast friends. It was a happy reunion when they both actors found themselves working on Starsky and Hutch. And in spite of his superstar status, Paul lives alone in a small, unpretentious house in the Hollywood Hills. His only companions are at home are his two German Shepherd dogs, Josie and Ailey. Paul is kept busy at home. He gets about 5,000 fine letters each week and admits that he is flattered by all of them and all the attention he receives when he is going shopping or to a small rentrance when he is recognized. Although he does, it does uh, value his privacy. His only concession to Star is the flashy dark blue Mazda he bought last year. Paul Michael Glazer is an individualist, a true actor. He is not a typical run-of-the-mill television star. He does not what 
he wants, as he wants, when he wants. It is probably this spark of difference that makes Paul Michael Glazer the stupid star he is today in 1978. And that concludes episode two of the TV Stupid Stars of 1978. Please stick around for our next episode where we will de dive deeper into all the superstars on TV of 1978.